This is Free Talk Live. It's your show if you take control via the toll-free number 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on this site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Starting out the program tonight, your calls, of course, are primary if you make them. But a story that we talked about last night we never got to, because I don't like promising things and then not following through. The story is about the economy and what the government people are going to do to try to make you feel better about it. Or, I mean, you if you're somebody that isn't very fiscally responsible and you got a home loan that you didn't really understand and then got caught in this big uh, housing bubble situation. Well, I don't think anybody understands home loans. Um, I, mean, I understand what an adjustable rate mortgage is. That much is clear. Right. That's where they sell you 1% uh, financing or whatever, and you right. get a real good deal. Yeah, you get a real good deal up front. But, I mean, it should be. And I understand that I, I'm the kind of person I can't read a bunch of fine print. Uh, legalese doesn't make much sense to me, so I consult with people that know what they're doing, like mortgage brokers and, and people like that. Well, when you don't have a mortgage broker you can trust, that's a problem. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but that said, I mean, the title says it all. Adjustable rate mortgage. Yep. Meaning they can change the rate at any old time and according to the terms, and you've got to pay it. I don't understand why anyone would want to get into an adjustable rate mortgage, but people did it, and now they're in trouble. So the government's there to bail them out. According to the Associated Press, President Bush signed a housing bill Wednesday intended to rescue about 15% of the cash-strapped homeowners in fear of foreclosure in the next year or so. Early in the morning and out of the public view, the president signed it without fanfare in the Oval Office, adding his signature to a measure he once threatened to veto. The White House said he was accompanied by a bunch of bureaucrats. Anyway, we look forward to put in place new authorities to improve confidence and stability in markets. He said the Federal Housing Administration would begin to put in place new policies intended to keep more deserving American families in their homes. The legislation is regarded as the most significant housing bill in decades and, of course, was supported by a bunch of bureaucrats and politicians everybody out there yeah the measure includes 300 billion dollars in new loan authority for the government to back cheaper mortgages for troubled homeowners so the government's going to pick up the loans well the government the government has the loans anyway what do you think freddie Ma- um fannie mae and freddie mac are oh, are I these mean, is that the only people that are getting bailed out is those people well pretty much they are the entire you know almost the entire loan industry out there um, oh, as far really? as home loans go are somehow uh you know associated with those those home loans i'm sure there's wow. somebody out so, there I, I thought banks gave out home loans too. Yeah, but they're uh, somehow. You know, I don't know. I don't know anything yeah, about it. I I, I know uh, just enough to be dangerous um, in this particular. I area. got mine from HSBC. That's a big bank. Yeah, but it's likely there is uh, you know some kind of connection to uh, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac huh. in there somewhere. I don't know how it even works. They're precisely. also they're also sending 3.9 billion to communities to fix up foreclosed properties causing blight in neighborhoods. And remember that the banks get their uh, loan from you know the, their loans to loan money from the Federal Reserve's, uh, which true. you know sets the rate on the money. So the federal the federal government is completely involved in every monetary transaction anyway. True, that much is true. It is a, a federal system. And uh, $15 billion in so-called tax cuts, including an expanding low-income housing tax credit and a credit of up to $7,500 to be repaid for some first-time home buyers. 
The number of homeowners who could lose their homes to foreclosure by the end of 2009 is estimated to be around 2.8 million under the legislation. 400,000 having trouble with payments could avoid it by trading their loans for new, more affordable mortgages through the Federal Housing Administration. Now, how is it, Mark, that, I mean, if the feds were doing the loaning before with the Fannie Mae and those guys, how is it that they can make the loans more affordable than they already were? Can't answer. Um, they oh, change I the, can. They change the rate. They screw, p- print more money or whatever. Print more money, right? Yeah. They can steal money from people in order to subsidize those loans. And so they just print out whatever it is that they need. And so therefore, every single person who's using and spending dollars, not, a, not just people in America, anyone around the world who is holding dollars will have uh, money stolen from them in order to bail out these people who probably never should have been able to get the loans in the first place. Well, you know, I, I, I hesitate to be too critical of those people because, the, you know, the system's so pervasive. As all you want to do is get in a house and you, you, you want to work the system the best it can, uh, the best you can. And, you know, you, you saw the way things were going and they looked really good. Everything, you know, the future was so bright. You had to wear shades, mm. um, you know, and, and of course, every other word when it was, uh, it, it, when I was having conversations with people was bubble when it came to real estate. Mm-hmm. The, the warnings were out there. You know, the real estate bubble is coming. I don't think anybody understood what the bubble meant. And uh, the, the community that you and I came from got, has gotten hit harder than the vast oh, yeah. majority of them. It's not Las Vegas. It's not San Francisco, but it's in. It's somewhere in the top fifty. I can assure you. Um, you know, so they're basically my two hundred and sixty thousand dollar house at its peak has probably one hundred and sixty now. Sounds about right. Yeah. So just wanted to throw that out there. They're stealing money from you to bail out these people with the you know the bad loans. 800-259-9231. Coming up, uh, we'll tell you about a SWAT team that was honored for raiding the wrong house. But first, we go to your phone calls and talk to Steve in Toronto. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Steve. Hi there. How are you guys hey. doing tonight? Great. I thought I'd call in and relay an interesting story sure. uh, about where I decided to pull over a police officer here in Toronto. Now, you, I wait a minute. You a pulled... little bit. I didn't... You really, you know, put a siren on my roof and pull over a cop. But okay. uh, I did notice uh, a speed trap. Every day as I was driving to work, I saw this one speed trap in a really tricky area where the speed is 50 kilometers an hour here in Canada. And, but that's slow. Um, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you? That's kind of slow, isn't it? 50 kilometers? No, 50 kilometers is... Kind of 30 miles an hour? Yeah, maybe it's... Maybe, yeah, it is kind of slow. You're right. Uh, okay. So... That, but, but it was on a busy road, so I can understand a slower speed limit. But then the road opens up and widens and becomes much safer to drive faster on. Uh, but the speed limit remains the same, and so that's where they position their speed trap, of course. Sure. Um, and so I saw this happening every day, and I didn't fall for it because I see it every day. But I saw these poor guys going to work, you know, not hurting anyone, not even really at risk of hurting anyone. Uh, and getting pulled over every day, and so I decided to pull over myself and just have a chat with the officer. Huh. Uh, I was a little nervous about doing this. You know, he might pull out the billy club and beat me for no good reason. But Always I a chance. To do it anyway. But Canadians uh, are re- but Canadians are really nice, so the chances uh, the chances of that are, are less there. Well, the, I mean, the, it is true that the Canadian police are certainly not as out of control as the the U.S. cops, from what I understand. Yeah. Um, I'd say it depends on the officer. Um, of course. I lucked out. I got a nice officer, but believe me, I've seen a lot, a lot of mean, corrupt police officers here mm. in Toronto, uh, just the same. Well, so, sure, certainly. I mean, anytime there's power to be had, mean, corrupt, evil people will certainly seek it out. There's no doubt about uh, that. Absolutely, 
absolutely. So this fellow was nice, uh, and he, I, I was surprised. He actually, uh, you know, talked to me there on the side of the road for a good 20, 25 minutes. Um, he, he was polite and friendly. He, he made no sense. But <laughs> he, was, he was nice, at least, which is more, a little more than I expected. And the first thing I said to him was, um, you know, as I understand your mandate, it's to, it's to protect uh, and serve and serve us from, from harm. Um, how is what you're doing here, standing here today, gunning people down, uh, not gunning people, but radar gunning people down, right. um, how does that meet that mandate? And, uh, you know, he, he got into the, the traditional line of, well, you know, one of the things we're here first and foremost to do is uphold the letter of the law no matter what it says. Uh, and then the very next sentence out of his mouth was, um, but I use my own discretion and I won't pull somebody over unless they're doing uh, 20 or more over. So oh, already nice. he immediately contradicted himself <laughs> by saying, I, I uphold the letter of the law, which is 50, and also uh, I'll use my discretion and only go for 20 over. And I, right. I, I doesn't make any sense. You know, I understand the law and all that, but shouldn't the laws be good? Shouldn't what you're doing serve some kind of purpose? And how, how is this really protecting people? I, you know, I said I, c I could understand if you assess the situation and somebody was really swerving and really at risk of hurting somebody, but, you know, this guy that you've just pulled, that your partner's just pulled over here, is that is that really uh, the case? Great questions. Uh, I want to hear the rest of your story here in a moment. Hang on. 800-259-9231. I mean, there's, there is no inherent danger in going over the speed limit. None whatsoever. Inherent. Uh, I think that there, there's some inherent in going too fast, but... That's subjective. 800-259-9231. More of the story here in a moment. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, where the features are free. So enjoy all those on us, including the live streams. We've got a broadband version of the show, as well as a dial-up version. You'll find them both for free at freetalklive.com. And somebody actually sent me an email recently thanking me for the dial-up stream. And... They he's, ought to. <laughs> he's probably the only one listening to it, but I'm glad that there's someone out there that still appreciates the the fact that we remember the dial-up users on Free Talk Live. Yeah, there's a lot of them out there. There really, there really are. It's you know, amazing. I, I don't have dial-up, but I have a connection that uh, it, it, it might as well. It's you know, ex, dial-up extra. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it's faster than dial-up. You've on got the, a cell phone connection out in the woods, right? Um, yeah. And it's it's much faster than uh, dial-up on the downstream, but on the upstream, it's even slower. Sometimes. Yeah, so, you know, I, I, I appreciate it, too. So there you go. Get all those uh, free at freetalklive.com. Okay, travel less, meet online, try WebEx for free. Go to webex.com and enter the promo code 600 to start your free trial of WebEx and learn how you can cut down on your gas costs. Uh, go to webex.com, W-E-B-E-X.com, and use the promo code 600 to start your free trial of WebEx today. 800-259-9231. Back to Steve in Toronto. Steve, you pulled over to the side of the road after noticing a speed trap uh, going on, I guess, for several days, and you talked 
talked to the cop there about the issue of speeding and had some pretty good questions for him uh, about, you know, the fact that the or the allegation, I guess, that the, po- the police and the government are supposed to be protecting you. Uh, and you were wondering how exactly he can justify that with the idea of running a speed trap, wherein it's just pretty much revenue collection. That's exactly right. Uh, and he was uh, he was answering my questions, but his his responses uh, did end up getting progressively scarier to me, mm. uh, even though he was still polite. Um, eventually, the conversation progressed to uh, you know me saying that you know you, you should you should really use your judgment here. I mean, you have the power officer to use your judgment and determine if you think somebody is seriously at risk of harming someone, or if they're harming someone, then then of course step in. Uh, and he said, uh, he, he rebutted back to me, well, you know, I, I can't uh, apply the law as I see fit. You know, I, I, if, if uh, a store gets robbed, I have to investigate. I can't just pick and choose. But he did so tell you said, earlier that he chose to not pull over people that were doing 20 clicks over the limit. Uh, right. His, I mean, his explanations were riddled with all kinds of contradictions okay. like that. But, uh, but uh, you know, to that I said to him, well, you know, if a store gets robbed, there, there's a victim there. Who, who's the victim right here, right now? Who's been hurt by this? And he, you know, any time I would catch him in, uh, in, in an answer where he wouldn't, or with a question where he wouldn't have a legitimate response, he would just revert back to saying, uh, you know, I have to obey the law as it is. Mm. Uh, and then the really How scary convenient. part came... I'm sorry. I said, how, con- how convenient for him. Of course, of course. Very, very convenient. And uh, the very scary part was when he, he uh, interjected and said, uh, you know, one of the things that people don't realize uh, is that when we pull over cars, it often gives us a good excuse uh, to search through them and find illegal uh, illegal Bits. substances <laughs> and guns. He, presumed, and I, and I, he, he made the presumption after all of your questions that you were someone who would appreciate, that he thought you were someone who would appreciate searches? Yes, so strange. And then he took it one step further, thinking I would be really impressed with uh, what he said next. And uh, he said <laughs> to me, you know, we, uh, a, couple of year, a couple of weeks ago, we pulled over a fella for speeding, and we were able to search his car, and we found $200,000 worth of drugs in, uh, in the trunk. And, of course, we brought him in, and we confiscated that. Uh, and he got out onto the street, and uh, he's probably dead now because he didn't have that money anymore. And he was truly proud of this. And it was really scary to me to hear him saying this. Wow. What did you say to yeah. him? I, I was stunned. I was too stunned to really say anything, and it, it sort of threw me off. That's not where I expected our conversation to go. <laughs> Yay, uh, we're killing drug dealers. That's right. That's and he, you know, and he's not even directly killing drug dealers. He, you know, he doesn't want to do the dirty work. Of course, he'll let the uh, the person to whom the drug dealer owed that drugs or money uh, to take care of the, the murder. You know, the other him. thing, the thing that uh, what he didn't say, and and this would have been a great response if you had, uh, you know, been damn light on your feet in this. And, and I understand. Right. I've been in these conversations. I know what it's like. It's not that easy. And no, I was very nervous. But a thing to say is, I wonder if those gangsters that he owes the money to will get his children or his wife and torture them. Ooh. <laughs> right. Well, he right. would probably be callous. I mean, I'm sure there are a lot of people that, I mean, if he's that callous to the idea of people doing drugs, he would probably be callous and say, well, that's what you get, you know, for, I mean, he wouldn't yeah, say it, maybe, but he'd probably think to himself, right. well, that's what you get for living with a drug dealer. That's what you get for being born to a drug dealer, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean? exactly. 
As a two-year-old, you really should have made a better decision. There, right. Son. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah you're, um, you're getting and it. And so it, it kind of closed. I was, I was really trying to sort of plant the seed to change his mind, you know, to try and say to him, listen, the next time you're in a situation, I think it would be prudent for you to kind of assess the situation and, and see if you really, if the person that you're about to give a ticket to and pull over and waste their time and money is really going to hurt anyone if you don't. Um, and I don't think I got through to him, frankly, but it was worth a shot. Yeah, but like you said, that. it's it's, plant, it's planting seeds, though I don't even know if the seed was was uh, was planted with this guy. You never know. Uh, it yeah. certainly doesn't hurt. And, you know, maybe the, the best thing that came out of it, and here's my question for you, is was he the only cop there actually shooting the radar, or were there other cops? No, it was him and his partner. He, uh, yeah, so I didn't really... Uh, prevent anyone else Damn from it. getting pulled over. I was hoping at uh, least for the few minutes that you were there they weren't uh, they weren't shooting anybody with a radar. Yeah, oh, well, well maybe I maybe I stopped because they they would go in like a tag team where his partner would would use the radar gun, pull somebody over and then while his partner was writing a ticket then he would step up and they they kind of go in these shifts. Right? I see. So, I maybe I stopped one or two. And well, for that alone, I think it's worth it to try it again. I yeah, well, I like the idea, and I don't think that we see this happen too often. I mean, we've talked before about these DUI checkpoints and encouraged activists to go out and do something at them. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what the most effective thing to do is, but clearly getting out and talking to these guys. It could be, I mean, they're out in the public. They're certainly, yeah. they, they have no problem approaching you if you're in public and asking you questions, so there should be no problem whatsoever with you approaching them and asking them questions and, of course, doing it with more than one person is always helpful. Yeah, I right. wouldn't. So, I wouldn't so expect. As, to, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, so long as you luck out and get a friendly officer, which I was lucky enough to get. That's where um, I'm going I, with this. What, what, what do you mean, Mark? <laughs> well, what do you think I mean? Uh, you know, my you don't always get the friendly guy when that's you why stop. You should and, have more than one person and a video camera. Uh, when you have when you stop with more than one person and a video camera, um, then you're going to take the friendly guy out there, um, and you're going to turn him into the unfriendly guy. Yeah, They're I think had I had a video that. camera, he wouldn't have talked to me for 20, 25 minutes. No, yeah, no that's way. That's probably true. I mean, I understand where you're coming from, Ian. You, you'd like to see, you'd like to see it uh, from uh, an activist standpoint, broadcast on the internet and that kind of thing. But the, the the interaction that he had is going to be completely changed with a two-on-one situation and a camera. That's why like, we need hidden cameras. At that cameras. point, that guy's being attacked. They hidden, have hidden, hidden or, cameras. Or a hidden, uh, you know, a hidden audio, digital audio recorder or something. Yeah. Maybe I'll try that approach. Of course, then again, you've got the issue that in some places, they have uh, their silly little laws that say that you can be arrested for doing, uh, you know, recording people without their consent. So you might be, might want to be concerned yeah, about not that. Not the case here. Not the case ah, here in Toronto. That is I, excellent. I, I hope, I think, and I hope. Good to uh, know. I, I was once told from a lawyer that here um, it's legal to have a recording of a conversation. Very cool. Stephen, thanks for the story, dude. We appreciate it. More coming up. Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. 
And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. And again, those features include updates. You get signed up, and we will let you know when there's something fresh to announce about Free Talk Live. Just go to updates.freetalklive.com to get on the list. That's updates.freetalklive.com. If you've got a company that, uh, you know, you're in having this, you're struggling with accounts receivable, I can tell you right now, accounts receivable are a very important issue with uh, things being kind of tight. You know, President Bush tells us there's no recession, but uh, things are kind of tight nonetheless, and people out there doing business know it. Um, you know, maybe you need to get a little tighten up a little bit on the uh, accounts receivable. SACL CAI uh, handles that kind of stuff. They do uh, they do early out billing. They purchase charged off receivables and they do collections. And they're a big sponsor of the show. So you can check out their banner at freetalklive.com. That's SACL CAI. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Uh, coming up here. We've got some bad cop stories, and you know there are so many bad cop stories. We could make this a ba- the whole show like a bad cop show. Yeah, so it could I be actually, a bad I, cop show. I actually have to make a concerted effort to ignore some of these bad cop stories just so we can cover other right. topics on this program. They're, they're outrageous. Each one of them is outrageous, um, yeah. but you know some are some are more outrageous than others. So here is uh, we're, we're going to get to those, but first I want to do an update on the Target situation we've been covering for the past few days on the program, talking about the idea of national service or national slavery, as I would prefer to call it. Uh, that we've come to it's come to our attention that the the national store uh, department store known as Target has gotten behind an effort, uh, as well as Time Magazine and apparently Home Depot is involved as well. AARP. Uh, the AARP all to push the idea of national service, which will force in its in its current proposed form will will force all Americans between ages 18 and 42 to go and work for some government bureaucracy. They call it voluntary because people get to choose which government bureaucracy they go and work for, but it's not voluntary. This is slavery, it's conscription, it's despicable and Target needs to know how you feel about this. Right. So, I, I, you know, somehow I imagined a, uh, you know, one of these sort of, I wouldn't call it a boycott, um, but it's it's some, it's getting close to a boycott mm-hmm. um, that Free Talk Live put together, being a little better managed than this. But I can't get, you know, I can't get these people to call me back. What's it been? Two or three days now? A nationally syndicated radio talk show host calls your uh, business, and I understand you're a big business and you're busy and you got to cover your butt and you know right. all those and who, things. And who's Free Talk Live? It's not like it's Rush Limbaugh calling. Or anything like right, that. Uh, but but you know they they they, they don't seem to care. Um, I called today and you le- did. Okay. Yeah, I, I left a message. Well, I, I called earlier at sort of their customer service number, and then uh, a gentleman on the BBS Zat came up with some information that I couldn't get and uh, sort of listed oh a whole boatload of uh, people at um, the you know, at Target, and there's you know the C- the CEO uh, Greg Steinhoffel. Um, but I decided to call his assistant because I figure if you want to get something done, go to the. Got to go to the gatekeeper. Right. Go to go to go to her. So um, Denise May. Because he's is, not going to answer the phone anyway. Right. I, I knew of he wouldn't. Um, I figured I might be able to get Denise, and I did leave a message today for Denise May at uh, um, at Target, and I you know basically told her who I was and and uh, you know call me back. This is regarding the uh, Service Nation um, Summit in New York City on September the 11th. Um, like to ask you some questions about it, um, or you know, put me through to whomever you do, and and that kind of thing. So, I, you know, I, I'm I'm still in the process of trying to get the right person um, to whom to send emails, but I'll bet you that the right person um, could also be Greg Steinhoffel. 
you know, he is the CEO of Target. That's right. There's a I've got an email address for him. It's of course Greg Steinhoffel. That's not easy to spell. Target. Here's what I would recommend. Uh, I've gone ahead and made a sticky, made this a sticky on our forum, which mm-hmm. means it's r- stuck at the top of the forum. So if you go to the Free Talk Live BBS at bbs.freetalklive.com and look in the show forum, you'll see it right there uh, at the top of the page. And it says Target Contact Info right there at the top. So it's got lots of phone numbers, lots of names of VPs. Uh, if you go and you make a phone call, go ahead and post your experience, post what you learn, post basic, you know, the basics of the conversation. And if you send an email, go ahead and post the email. In fact, somebody sent me an email that they sent to the corporate involvement department at Target. This from Scott. He says, I've just become aware that you are actively supporting a government initiative called National Service, which is a euphemism for conscription, which is another way of saying slavery. I've lived through the draft once, not again. I want you to know that your support of forced service is heinous, and I will not set foot in another Target store until I see that you have not only withdrawn your support for this evil idea, but publicly retracted your prior support. I'm aware that you may not have thought this through, and I will cut you some slack on that, but I ask that you consider the ramifications of enslaving those called citizens, regardless of what, your, of what good deeds you, might, you think this might perform. It is akin to rape. It is not acceptable. For civilized people. Yeah, and I think that, that that's I think it's the truth here in this uh, instance that likely Target or Home Depot don't have any idea that this service nation um, is talking about mandatory uh, service. But for, they're calling it voluntary. Right, they're calling it voluntary because, but it's not voluntary. You get to volunteer for which uh, sort of service you wish to give, but not right. if you wish wish to give service. So you must be a bureaucrat. It's just you may choose between the army, you may choose between uh, you know some local bureaucracy. You get to pick, but I'm not for that. No, I'm not working for the government in any of its forms. Thank you very much. Now, before you go and you send off an angry email or you you make a phone call and it, and and uh, you know come across as vitriolic or angry, let me give let's give a few tips on uh, communication here, Mark, just for the people that are going to make these calls. Now, I'm sure the target people are used to getting angry phone calls from customers, right. Just because your customer service, you're going to get phone calls from angry angry people. But there's some things that you can do and things that you can say the way you structure what it is that you're trying to communicate to help people listen to you better, to help them uh, pay more attention to what it is that you're trying to get across. It's kind of like, the, you know, the basics, boiling down the basics of how I, uh, what, what's the book, uh, Carnegie, Carnegie's book, which how is how friends. to win friends and influence people. The basic is, the basic message of that book is you butter them up before you critique them. And so it's a, it's a good thing. Like Scott's email here, he comes right out and says, hey, this sucks. And then he says, you know, oh, well, I'll cut you some slack on this, if yeah. you didn't know this about it. This is the end of what I would consider a civil email. In, yeah. You know, like it's, it's, getting, it's on that borderline. And I'm, I'm not willing to uh, critique Scott on, his, on this email. However, I would, uh, I, may, I would suggest something a little, uh, you know, more persuasive. You should probably start with, if you are a target customer... Let them know that. Yes. Uh, I am a Target customer, and I shop at your store X amount of times per month. Tell or them which stores and whatever. Um, you know, where they are. Right. And, you know, I really love Target. If you really love Target, if you love Target, tell them how you feel about the store. You know, I, I like what you do at Target. I like the atmosphere. I like the prices and the products or, you know, whatever it is that you like about Target. I mean, there is a reason you shop there if you're a Target shopper. It's hard not to like Target. Right. Honestly, I like Target. So, so give them some reasons why you like what it is that they do and why it is that you're so sad 
that you're going to have to stop shopping there because of their support for national service, blah, blah, blah. So basically, you know, you compliment them first on the things that they do right, and then you hit them on what you've discovered about them doing wrong. Well, they, um, and, and be, be um, you know, understand that they likely don't know. No, no, this is, they're, they're, they're going to back up from the position and say, no, no, this is it's voluntary. voluntary. It's voluntary. They're not even going to believe you. Yep. And what you need to do is you need to mention the National Service Act by Charlie Rangel. Service Nation supports the National Service Act. And the National Service Act is conscription it is the draft you may not have read the law i understand that these people at the service nation likely lied to you when they sold you this uh, Mm -hmm. sponsorship i get that but what i'm telling you is to get your lawyers and look through the national service act as proposed by representative charlie wrangle and then you will know that in fact you have been duped by these people. That would be for the conversation if they bring up the issue of, of, a, of it being voluntary, and that's if they called you back or emailed you back. And to that end, when you leave a phone message, always, of course, make sure you leave your number twice so they can get back in touch with you. Always a good idea. And, uh, you know, leave them the, the necessary That's a good phone. idea anytime you leave a phone message to leave your number twice. It absolutely is. All right, so there you go. Little basics on how to get in touch with these folks. Again, all the phone numbers, uh, email addresses posted on the Free Talk Live BBS at bbs.freetalklive.com under the show forum, right? Right there at the top, target contact info. If we can nail down a phone number that's the best or a person that's the best person to talk to, we will find that out. We'll let you know about that for now. Start here and post your experiences. More coming back. You take control. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want toll-free at 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they're free. So enjoy those on us. And if you like Free Talk Live and want to help support the show, become an amplifier. Just go to amp.freetalklive.com. And get on board with the AMP program. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And the idea is you send us 3 bucks a month, and Free Talk Live will take that money and reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations across the country and spreading the message of freedom and liberty as far and as wide as possible. I got another agreement from a new station today, as a matter of fact. Not going to announce where it is. You know, this not announcing where they are thing really irks me. But it's going I've to got, be in a I've state. I've got a list of people who whom I send these announcements to yeah. who are waiting, just waiting to, to advertise and give us money. You know, Can't but, announce them until they come on the air. But this one's going to be in a state that has not yet received a Free Talk Live affiliate. I so see. that's about all I can say. All right, so uh, you can help us out with that and help us get on more people's internet connections as well by going to amp.freetalklive.com. Fact is the AMP money is helping us get on stations faster than we otherwise would have. And, uh, again, you can help us out at amp.freetalklive.com and get perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, chat room forum, and more. We go to your phone calls and start things out with Ziggy in the United Kingdom across the pond. Ziggy, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, guys. Hey, man. Hello, sir. What's on your mind? Right. First of all, um, uh, I'd like to say thank you. Um, I met Gavin a few weeks ago who heard me on the show. Gavin is um, the uh, gentleman who you'd days. actually you'd called in about him before. He was a city, uh, some sort of city councilor of some sort, who uh, said some pro-liberty things about ending the war on drugs and ending the war on prostitution and uh, received a, a pretty harsh 
I guess, critique from the the, the other people in his political party for yeah. for coming well, out. Well, he had heard me on the show back in January, actually. Um, so you actually didn't know him. To correspond with one another, but um, we met up a few a few weeks ago. We sunk a few beers in the pool guard to put up with my snoring. You guys um, had a little sleepover. Yeah, we had, I had to sleep over at another person's house because I was too drunk to go home. That's good. It's a safe thing to do. Um, also, there was um, yesterday there was a drug report out here um, commissioned by the government itself, which actually said that the war, uh, that present government policy in the UK and present police tactics are having no effect um, upon the drug war. Now, what is shocking? What's the drug war uh, look like in um, the, the UK? Well, I mean, what's what, what are the rules? We don't know here in the United States. I mean, I heard that well, well, I heard you could get heroin. Drugs coming into the country. What's that? They're trying to prevent drugs coming into the country. So they're not preventing the sale of them inside the country, really. Well, yeah, they're trying to do that as well. That they always go after dealers. Um, rather than um, users. Well, that's what they always say, but often what I've found over here is that they find users and call them dealers. That's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you've got two bags um, of pot, you're I a dealer. I was on actually earlier having a rant about it. Um, I actually sent the story to Mark if he looks in his Facebook inbox. Yeah, I, I've got um, it. I just haven't, you know, we, we haven't got to it, if, if, if we do get to it, but I have it. So Thank you me. were calling uh, originally to tell us that... Uh, you know, that I mean, it's, yeah, I, what... what you know what made me laugh was it was actually a, 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 a report commissioned by the government, which told them that their tactics aren't working. And I mean, yeah, they are they are fighting the most basic of uh, market forces, supply and demand. Yep. There is a demand, therefore there is a supply. And the war on drugs is actually the most basic infringement upon human rights. You know, one owns their own body, therefore what one digests into their own body is one's choice. You nailed it, Ziggy. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you, man. 800-259-9231. And congratulations on meeting up with uh, with Gavin up there. So basically, he was saying that you know, it was because of Free Talk Live that he Making got to connections. meet up with, uh, with somebody who shared uh, his belief system. And I think that's that's great. Uh, in fact, it's not the only example of things like that happening. We mentioned the Free Talk Live BBS a few moments ago. Uh, there's actually a local forum on there where you can go and post a message in, you know, if, you're, if you live in America, for instance, you can choose the state that you live in, you could post a message there about your area, and t- you can actually find other Free Talk Live listeners that listen in that same area. I mean, it's not likely, you know, we don't have a whole huge amount of people for you to necessarily come across, so there's no guarantee you'll find someone, but it is well, a good way to uh, to meet up with if, people. If you drive people there to the BBS and they put that in, I mean, you know, we have, uh, how many, a few hundred active people on the BBS with, uh, what, uh, you know, certainly thousand, a couple thousand. A uh, couple thousand reading. A couple of thousand reading. Posting, yeah. Right, and, you know, a couple hundred posting that kind of thing but you know just there's only a couple thousand people on the bbs when there's you know tens of thousands if not hundreds of thousands of people that regularly listen to free talk live so right so it is possible to get together with others who are in your area and we've already got the mechanisms in place to help you do that if you take advantage of them so go to bbs.freetalklive.com and uh, head over there to the the local forum Oh, here's another example. I know that uh, Jason Osborne from SACL CAI threw a little Independence Day party a few weeks back, and Uh he advertised that on the Free Talk Live BBS, and I guess people came from miles around to attend his party. Which he, does, he does love to throw a party. If you know anything about Jason's party, it is worth, uh, you know, it's, it's worth it to, to drive a little bit to, to go. Yeah, you'll have a good time. All right, so 1-800-259-9231. We continue with your calls and talk to Nick in Illinois on the Amp Line. Hello, Nick. Hey, guys. Hello, what's on your mind? 
Well, first, I just wanted to say that I will be contacting Target uh, and Home Depot, just like I hope everybody else out there will, uh, to try and stop this national slavery thing. Excellent. Um, but what was also on my mind, um, last night you two kind of got into a little bit of a debate about uh, market activism versus political activism or a combination of the two, and I have to side with Ian. I... I when I look at any type of political activism, whatever results I see, I kind of go back to the uh, uh, diktat of uh, Frederic Bastiat, which was um, what is seen and what is unseen. Now, maybe you will see a little bit of progress with political activism, voting, getting out there, talking to politicians, but uh, compare that to what you could have seen given that capital and that infrastructure applied to something a little bit more efficient like market activism, which empirically, as I found, just is a little bit more effective or more potent. Well, we're, we're currently living in a paradigm, and I understand that uh, many many people, uh, you know, on Ian's side of the issues, often don't, uh, you know, they, they completely disagree with the paradigm. But we are living in a paradigm that includes, uh, you know, a republic form of government. You may or may not may or may not agree with that paradigm, but that is how the, um, you know, you get you get things sort of you, you achieve things. So if the Wait, um, who's if, you? You mean the statists? They've achieved more control through that particular paradigm. How about the uh, black kids that sat at the counter in uh, in, in Alabama um, and said we're gonna they, we're gonna get served at the white counter? The fact is, those people. I'm not done yet. Those um, the, the the fact that they sat at those those tables achieved you know through market through uh, you know market activism if you would like to call that. That's they got you know what they were looking for, but they they needed the politicians to step forward and make it law. Well, I I don't really agree with. That I mean, I think what largely happened in the South and with all that is a little bit more complicated than just, oh, they sat at a table, they did a lot of activism, and then the politicians started to, oh, well, they must be doing some activism, so now we've got to support them. I think what happened was they were already winning, and then just like politicians do, they jumped out in front of the parade yeah. and kind of paraded along yep. and said, oh, yeah, we're making laws. I don't really think the laws would have had as much of an effect as – just the activism itself, I think that... I think the activism had the effect. I do. I, th I think it brought attention to the issue. I'm not saying that market activism's bad. I never said that, um, or at least I haven't no, said I, that recently. I, I, haven't, I haven't said that you, you said that. I'm just saying that um, the political activism ad hoc wasn't, I mean, that wasn't what had the effect. It was the market activism. Yeah, it was... Right, well, I think what Mark is pointing out... What? I think what Mark is pointing out about that, and let me see if I'm understanding you correctly, Mark, you're saying that you know there was that uh, market-based civil disobedience, non-cooperation that led to you know this parade being created and the politicians running out in front of the parade, passing a law, which or repealing a law, I guess in that case, which led to the goons, the police, stopping uh, hurting people over that particular issue. Right. Is that the, what you're pointing they, out? Right. They, they took the goons and they moved the goons to change sides. Go ahead, Nick. I, Sorry. I don't think that's what stopped the police, honestly. I think the police stopped because I, back in the, back in the South, I mean, there was a wide um, disgust with what the police were doing. I, I don't think it had anything to do with the politicians. Politicians often do this. They often, I mean, something has an effect, uh, progress is made, and then the politicians ad hoc after the fact of the progress will jump in front of the parade and put a law into effect or repeal a law, which, I mean... So are you suggesting, Nick, that the the police were not, in point of fact, arresting um, black no, no, people? No, they definitely were, but 
it started it stopped before the laws were written is that true i wonder about that i'm very curious are you a historian to the point where you can say that for certain i can say that that has that does have a some evidence to it, yeah. Well, one thing's for sure. I'm Nick, sure some cops call. did. One thing's for sure. If there was enough widespread non-cooperation and civil disobedience, then uh, the police would certainly not want to continue uh, doing those things. And uh, it could all be solved without the political uh, element. And I agree with Nick on that part. More coming up. Free Talk Live. You ever have one of those days where everything goes right? First, I get the best parking space at work. Tonight, I have a date with a very lovely Rachel. And today, I gave a killer presentation in Sydney. Finalized a contract in London and demoed our new product in Boston. Online from my desk with WebEx. WebEx lets me take meetings and give presentations from my desk. I just talk to clients on the phone and they watch what's happening on my desktop from their desktop. So I can travel the world and still be here for my date tonight with Rachel. Travel less, meet online. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code 600 to get a free trial and a free webcam, too. Remember that code 600 to qualify for the free webcam. WebEx, now part of Cisco and used by more than 5.5 million people every month. Give it a try, free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600. com. Free webcams available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number two of the program. You can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site, they are free, so enjoy them on us. Again, freetalklive.com. As we go right to your phone calls and start, ladies first, Barbara is on the line in Massachusetts. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Good Hello, afternoon. Barbara. Can you hear me? I can, Barbara. What's on your mind? Uh, court reform and judicial immunity. Okay. Hmm. Across the country, there are literally millions of families that are being demolished by the family courts. Okay. And the motive for the demolition is federal money. Our federal government out of Title IV gives money to the states and to the courts and to the police departments and to the feminists, et cetera, et cetera, Um, every year. Um, Massachusetts a few years ago got $149 million dollars for 411 grants, the next year they put in for 430 grants. California, I it's millions, really, truly millions yearly. Florida, New York, all 50 states get a chunk of the change. Do they get, uh, Barbara? Do they get an increased amount based on the caseload of the uh, the bureaucrats, for instance, that work for uh, child protective services and, and bureaucracies like that? Yes. What they do is keep statistics. For instance. You've got to get, we've got to get rid of VAWA, the Violence Against Women Act. That's crazy. It costs lots of money and it really destroys lives. Piece of paper is not going to save everyone. Now, the only reason why I mention that in answer to your question is that out of that VAWA comes restraining orders where uh, a woman goes in and says, I feel he's going to do something to me. Mm-hmm. He hasn't done a thing. He doesn't even know about it. She goes in ex parte to court. And suddenly, the man is given a call, don't come home, you'll get arrested. And he loses contact with his children. If he works at home, he can't get to his 
belongings. His work falls apart. If his truck, if he's a construction person, he can't get the truck, he can't get his equipment. Mm. Lives fall apart. Families fall apart. Why? Sure. Because those, every time they apply that law, that, that man becomes a statistic. And it's those statistics. They are supposed to be audited by the Edward Muskie School at the University of Southern Maine in Orono. But I've seen documents that they, no one who gets the money really complies with the audit. Um, and the, so the states are motivated by money. Some of states, course they I are. think Idaho or Utah, one of those Midwestern states, actually, the courts on Dun and Bradstreet. It's a corporation and it's investing. Huh. Um, the. Um, well, governments are corporations. Uh, that much is definitely true, and it's certainly true the things you're saying about these, uh, you know, family courts ruining lives, child protective services. Uh, they can get a phone call and they can just come in and steal children from people. And as right. you're saying with these uh, restraining orders, that wreaks all kinds of havoc. They, they convict a man and re- restrict his freedom based on the accusation of someone, and that's yeah. not how it's supposed to be in America. What is right. it your proposal, right. Barbara? Well, there was one little child in Massachusetts who happened to call hot dogs raw dogs. <laughs> He'd go into the refrigerator and take them. And it was a family joke. There were six kids there. And someone heard him say raw dogs, and they thought that they were having some sexual ritual. And okay. they took six kids. Each of those kids was worth $40,000 for one year. And if they became special needs, which they did because they all ended up on Ritalin and Zoloft, and mm. you name it, um, they were worth their ninety thousand dollars a year if they were really? adopted within the year. Now this is that interesting. This is ended up being worth a million dollars wow. to the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. That and is something I did not know. Phenomenal. I, I did not realize that. I mean, so I mean, we understood that when it, with, whether it's prison for adults or whether it's child protective services or whatever, when they bring more people, more victims, if you will, into their system, their budget increases the next year and they get paid more to the, the bureaucracy as a result of that. So they have a perverse incentive to bring as many people, or in this case as many children, into the system as possible. But I didn't realize that they made, you know, they pulled in twice as much in the budget, more than twice as much, if they all of a sudden deem that the child is special needs and dope oh, yeah. them up. That's oh, amazing. Yeah. Oh, yes, and then when you think of the the big pharma industry, um, uh, and the, uh, I mean, it's a whole... It's, <laughs> it's all, it's wild. a big mess, How isn't they it? say that these things are diseases, but there's no, no. physical change in the brain. No, these, a lot of... A lot giving of, uh, these children mind-altering drugs. Yeah, a lot of the ADD, I think, that's out there is just basically bored kids in a school that's, you know, not challenging them. I mean, I think that's what they found. A lot of these kids, if they're not right. being challenged, they get bored and they start acting out, and then they call that ADD, and they use it as an excuse to dope them up. And as you're saying, they take them away from their parents, and they ruin people's lives. And I think the only solution here, the best solution, is to have people that are concerned, as you are, Barbara, to just stop cooperating with these people, stop paying uh, money to these gangsters and empowering them to do this. And I thank you for bringing this to our attention, and thank well, you for the call tonight. There's one other thing, if you may. Okay, sure. If I might. Um, and that is uh, the judicial immunity. People, after they've suffered through being victimized by the court, they want a remedy. Our Constitution allows for remedy to get relief. And they can't sue anybody because they've all been given immunity. 
the judges and the bureaucrats. Judicial immunity doesn't apply only to judges. It applies to all the people the judges appoint to the case. It's true. Uh, and generally, bureaucrats in general don't have uh, any responsibility for their actions. I mean, whatever, whatever it's, you know, if, whether it's they're working for the courts or working for CPS or working for the police, whatever bureaucracy it is, typically they have the, uh, the concept of uh, sovereign immunity, which prevents them from uh, facing any sort of personal repercussions for the, yeah, uh, the acts that they commit. It's not sovereign immunity. It's judicial immunity. Um, Whatever that's you another whole story. Yeah. I have, my website is falseallegations.com. There you go. I have been discussing it for 10 years. Keep up the good work, Barbara. It sounds like you're well-informed, and I appreciate the call, oh, and thank you for bringing it to me. Well, you already had one more. Thank you, though. Mm-hmm. 800-259-9231. We've got uh, more calls. Let's talk to Dan in New Hampshire. You are on Free Talk Live. Hi, Dan. Guys. Hello. Uh, thanks again. I, uh, you know, I thought it was a, quite an interesting discussion there about the... Uh, um, action for uh, free market as opposed to uh, action in the political realm, and and it occurred to me specifically in the uh, you know the aforementioned uh, case of uh, the uh, black uh, kids going into the uh, white section of the, uh, the restaurant, and uh, it you know it, what. It occurs to me that most of nowadays what the government is offering solutions for are problems that they created, uh, you know, sometimes many times over in the past. And spades and all of that. I mean, it's just, it's like, uh, you know, okay, so, so market action is, doesn't go to that last level of, uh, repealing the law. But that law was passed in the first place by a bunch of, you know, political action, so called. And it's and, true. Down you know, south. If we just stop that political side and just work on the, uh, market side and, and kind of, uh, Well, yeah, I, I see your point, but laws legitimize things. Um, in, you know, in our current paradigm, I'm not saying, you know, as a universal rule, but I'm saying currently, you know, under the system that we have, laws legitimize things. For instance, yeah, but we need to de- delegitimize the law. And if enough people stop non or stop cooperating with these bureaucrats, then they they lose all their legitimacy, and then their laws are just going to be words on paper, which is what they really are. You won't get people what to practice I, yeah. in in the long run. You won't get people, um, you know, practice because of fear. Even if a law um, is you know not enforced, largely not enforced, um, you're still going to have you know this the the fear that it will. Be. Well, that's why we need people with courage to come here to New Hampshire and actually, you know, show that courage. Go ahead, Dan. Well, I was just going to say that, uh, you know, it, it, the the law become the law is a joke. The law is 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 a bad, you know, guideline. It, there's no, uh, you know, other than you, you know, you shall not kill, you shall not steal, you shall, you know, that's that goes back to the Bible or whatever. And I'm not a big religious person, but. Uh, uh, you know, it, it, there there are common sense things that you know you don't abuse your neighbor in in many different ways, and and there are some laws that basically cover those areas, but we need laws there. I, I, you know, the the it's 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 like our founding fathers just kind of assumed that we, you know, when they wrote the Second Amendment, it, it was a given that you know it was understood that. Individuals uh, being sovereign would be allowed to defend themselves. And uh, they didn't listen. Hang on, we'll bring you back for more Free Talk Live. 
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free. So enjoy all those, including the archives on us. You uh, can access up to an entire year's worth of the show right there on the front page of the site. For your downloaded convenience, it's free at freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. It's your only choice for more personal freedom and smaller, less intrusive government. To learn more about joining the Second American Revolution, go to freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. And that kind of ties into what we've been discussing here with Dan, who is in New Hampshire. Uh, Dan, are, are you a Free State Project member or are you a New Hampshire native? Dan, New Hampshire, still there? Uh, I had my own free state project back in 1991. Uh, uh, moved up from Massachusetts, and uh, and I, I just want to get a little point of the output over the phone lines. The uh, last couple of times have been uh, the volume's been really low compared to you know other input to my phone so you're, you're saying you're having trouble hearing us is that what you're saying i can hear i it's just that i i've got it turned up all the way and i generally don't even need it turned up all the way okay well, i don't know what's causing it a little low that's okay all. well thank you i mean i'm sure yeah, our board operators are, are paying attention to that i appreciate the heads yeah. up so anyway we're talking about the issue of uh political activism versus uh market-based activism and uh, that's what you were commenting on earlier. And what we see, we're seeing here in New Hampshire is both is going on. And I think that's great because there are a lot of people out there that are still interested in the political system that still floats their boat. They still think that uh, some sort of significant change can be uh, attained through that realm. And to them, I say, to uh, you know, the best of luck to you. Uh, if you ever had a chance of making change in the political realm, New Hampshire is the place where you will have the best, you know, the best chance of, of actually doing that. I say the best of luck to you, and I uh, will well, will wait here on the other side in the world of the marketplace uh, with open arms waiting for you when you finally throw in the towel and give up on political activism, as I have done. I, I understand where you're coming from on that. I just don't think in New Hampshire that it's going to fail. I do. One of the reasons good. Good that, you. You and, um, that you and I believe even in market-based activism is because political activism has failed for us time and time again. And also because I've seen market-based activism actually getting people excited and getting them active. Uh, in, I've in seen my very, very little here. I mean, there's been there's been some examples, right. but there's been not, little. But there's been a lot big. of response. I mean, for each little bit of market-based activism, there have been a tremendous amount of. People. There are a lot of people holding out hope for it here. Certainly yeah. in the Keene area, I would agree with you. But I, I haven't seen. I have yet to see that moment um, where you know that it, it doesn't look to me like the kids sitting at the counter or Rosa Parks not getting up from the bus seat. All of those are small things, but yeah. they don't look that way to me. They you know it doesn't look like it's going to be that moment that hits the history books. Well, I mean, just because the history books uh, don't pay attention to what goes on here doesn't mean it's uh, it's not important. And well, oh, yes, it does. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. Uh, the moment that Rosa, no, Rosa, I could Rosa give a Parks, flip what yeah, Rosa the history Parks books issue, say. Um, Rosa Parks not getting up from that uh, bus was, you know, the, there was some synergy that went around. Uh, the, the political action, everybody, you know, people got upset. There was a lot of newspaper and all mm-hmm. that other stuff. You haven't got that. And the reason that it became history is because of all the action that went around it. I'm right. sorry, I'm sorry, that hasn't but happened you're wrong. Yet. Just because something doesn't make it into the the government, uh, basically government created history books, uh, doesn't mean it's not important. And what we've got going on here is a lot of preliminary uh, well, you action. you need to make it into the newspapers first, and that's not really happening. You're not getting your side into the Actually, newspapers. Actually, we did make it into the newspapers. Yeah, you've so been in the newspapers what... a few times. Right, Look, man, so I don't really I'm know sorry, what you're, you're saying. You're in complete denial if you think you've had your Rosa Parks moment. 
I didn't say we've been as effective as Rosa Parks. Yeah, I'm you, just saying. you were saying that. No, I didn't say that. Did I say that, Dan? Did I say we've been as effective as Rosa Parks? I think that, you know, Dave Ridley and some of the other people that have dealt with the uh, Second Amendment issue on the streets of, of uh, New Hampshire and, Mar- uh, and Manchester, specifically, you know, have have actually, uh, you know, had a good effect. And I think that the, you know, I don't know if you would call it market based, but the guys going around picking up litter with their, uh, uh, you know, weapons on their hips, uh, you know, I think are, are are you know making a, a, if not a political change, a social change. Right. No, it's not uh, political. If, it, if it's not political, it's market based. So certainly right. that is uh, market based activism. And and no one has suggested uh, that you know this is rises to the level of the the movement behind you know in regards to Rosa Parks and all that. But uh, you know to just dismiss what I'm is going on here. I'm not dismissing anything. You're saying, well, you didn't get any newspaper coverage. And Dan, thank you. I by did the way, not for the say call. you didn't get any well, newspaper yeah, coverage. I, 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 I said there was huge synergy around the Rosa Parks let me issue. Let me say something else. Go ahead, Dan. Uh, the, uh, one thing that I, you know, I, I would like political action to do is it ch- change many of the laws that the that the police, you know, get pull the police back off of us, get them back to a consti- real constitutionally based operation. Yeah, but the problem you've got that though, that would, Dan. That would save lives. That sure, would, that sure, would, sure. But the problem you know, is, every time and, they try and, to do that, that, that would be of some value to yeah. me, even though it, it would be a political action. Oh, sure, sure. And I'm not. To and, say, I'm not uh, saying there's nothing. Uh, I'm not saying that the, if the political people have success, that it won't be valuable. I mean, certainly, if they stop locking people up for uh, marijuana, then that's a valuable thing that uh, that would have happened. But every time any sort of reform comes up that would affect the police, as far as their ability to lock up innocent people, the police chiefs come out in force and oppose it, and the government bureaucrats and uh, the representatives, so-called, always fall lockstep right into line with whatever the cops oh, yeah. say. So oh, yeah. thanks, Dan, for the call tonight. We appreciate hearing from you. Uh, look, well, Mark. Look, uh, look, if you want to see, um, uh, you know, uh, you know, see steps in that particular area, you, you want to see pot legal, and I know mm-hmm. you do. Um, I do, too. It's not my most important issue or anything, but... You know that 80% of America wants to see medical marijuana, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, And the politicians haven't caught up in most places on that, correct? That's right. So the politicians need to catch up, right? Yeah. Okay. So we need politicians in there that can catch up because the politicians that are currently in there can't catch up. You've got America on your side on the medical marijuana issue, and it's still not happening. Do you see what I'm saying? You need both. No, no. It's not happening, and the, and that's because – okay, wait a minute. You're saying that America's on the issue of uh, medical marijuana, and it's not happening. That's an indictment against the political system. It's also an indictment against cowardly Americans for not standing up for what they believe in. It's easy to answer a, a phone survey in, in the affirmative about your support for medical marijuana, but it's really hard to get out there in, you know, in person and actually stand up in, in favor of it and do something about it. I, I, I don't doubt that. That, and I, I think that there's probably some, uh, you know, some activism that could be done in that particular area. You're damn right there is. But um, you We're know, the, see some of that coming up soon here. It's in the New politicians Hampshire. that uh, need to get on board there, and the way that that's it's not going to be it's not going to happen with the current politicians. So to me, that's an issue where the political process needs to be employed. You go have fun with all that, and uh, you know, see what kind of return on investment you get. Maybe I'll be, you know, maybe you'll be able to prove me wrong, Mark. You'll be able to really change things from the inside, and and um, and you know, you can laugh in my face at that point. 
and I'm sure you will. Oh, we, 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 we laugh at you behind your back so anyway. So back to you accusing uh, what we've done here as uh, accusing us of being insignificant. I have not accused you of that. I said you haven't reached your moment. Whatever that means, Mark, the only moment will be, you'll only know it after the fact. They didn't know that Rosa Parks was going to be a historical moment when it happened, and they probably didn't know a week later either. So we don't know what that moment is going to be, or if there's going to be just one defining moment. There could be 20, you know, 20 moments. There could be 200 moments. Who knows how it's all going to play out? And again, just because newspapers and historians ignore what it is that we're doing, as many statists will do their damnedest to ignore what it is that's going on here in New Hampshire, even as the Free State project becomes more popular and things start to happen here in new hampshire as long as the statists are in charge of the press around the world and around the country it will get very minimal coverage and we'll have to you know we'll have to count on the new media to actually give us the coverage we need more coming up you bring up anything free talk live one of the bonuses you'll get as a free talk live amplifier is access to our classic archives for just three dollars a month you can become an amplifier and you'll help us get on more radio stations and mp3 players get the details at amp.freetalklive.com that's amp freetalklive.com This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy all those things on us, including the Shrine of Female listeners, dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their photo. It has to be validated, however, which means that the lady in question is proving within the photo that she actually listens to Free Talk Live. And we've got... I think I've got a couple of Shriners to add, as I probably really? will do uh, at some point after the show tonight. So if you're on the updates list, you'll know when that happens. And get signed up for that at updates.freetalklive.com and enjoy the Shrine at shrine.freetalklive.com. Before we move on with the phone calls here, Mark, I just would like to issue a challenge to those of you in uh, the political land who uh, are having a good time over there trying to change things through the system. Let's find out who gets the most freedom first. Will it be the outside-the-system market-based activists through non-cooperation and media outreach, or will it be those who are trying to change the system from the inside? Well, only time will tell. I think media is an integral part of both. And now, what is the um, what? What's the criteria now? Reach freedom first. Yeah, let's see who has the most freedom within their lives first. Who's the living freest? Okay. Well, I can tell you that uh, that it, it seems to be my experience that the people that uh, choose to dry, live without driver's licenses don't seem to be as free to mm-hmm. me as I think people with I driver's licenses I didn't say licenses anyone are. was there yet, Mark. I'm just I saying. we're going to find out who gets there first. Just want to Game put some, on. Yep, 800-259-9231-2, your phone calls. And I never suggested that there was only one um, one side to this process. I know you never suggested that, Mark. I'm just telling you that I think the other side is a waste of flipping time. Let's go to Rick in Montana, listening on KGEZ. Hello, Rick. Rick? Hey. Hey, thanks, you guys. You're on the air. What's on your Absolutely mind? I absolutely agree with the free market. Um, uh, yeah, they do a lot better than government does. I want to talk about, um, uh, have you guys heard about the, the beheading up in Canada on the Greyhound bus? Uh, I Beheading? think I, I saw something about it. What what went on? There can be only one, you know. <laughs> well, on a Greyhound bus, uh, everybody was sleeping. I think it was in the middle of the night, and some guy pulled out a Rambo knife and started stabbing <gasps> wow. the guy sitting next to him. Gosh. Oh, my gosh. And people wake up, and they scream, everybody get out, and they all leave. And so the guy uh, that's stabbing him eventually cuts his head off, uh, brings the head out, and shows it to everybody. And goes back in in the bus and guts him, but everybody left. 
And this has to do with, you know, it's an example of, say, like Virginia Tech or, uh, you know, mall shootings or uh, you just, we're, I think we're kind of trained to just sit and, you know, run or hide and wait for the authorities. Yeah, to like, like scared animals instead exactly. of doing something about it. How many people do you think are sitting on a Greyhound bus? Well, um, it depends on where and 30, when. 20, 20, 30? Yeah, if it's 20, a full 30 bus. 20, 30 people can, are going to be able to... You know, take out one guy. You don't even need a gun or a knife. You got suitcases everywhere. One good whop upside the head with a suitcase, you might have saved the guy's life. It's a great point, and I'm I'm surprised there wasn't somebody with a gun on uh, you know on I'm the bus. I'm saddened, deeply saddened. That's the case. Uh, I don't even think that you need a gun. I've got a lot of guns. I'm a gun owner. I you know I love them, but like I say, even a suitcase. Yeah. Good point, man. I'm, I'm sorry to hear about that story, but I think you're right that these people have been trained to, you know, get, well, get away, you know, get away yeah. from the dangerous man. And it's and generally a good idea. I mean, if, you, if you're if you not confident in your ability to defend yourself and you have no way of defending yourself, then, you know, that's a sensible thing. Run. But if you're in a place and you have the ability and you've got the, uh, you've got the weaponry, then you should, you know, and you feel like you should get involved. You absolutely should. It's just that people have been told, you know, get away or else. Or, and not only have they been told that, but they've also been trained because in some cases uh, people get charged with, with crimes exactly. for defending themselves. And so, and, you know, they don't want to go to jail. And helping other people. Any other thoughts for us, Rick? Well, I, I love the free market, and um, that's pretty much it. I know that uh, we as people spending our money, I know people want our money, and they do a lot better than government does. Certainly. They've got incentives. Thanks for the call. We appreciate Thank hearing you from much. you. Yes, sir. 800-259-9231. As we go to Tom in New Hampshire. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live. I've talked to you about the power of using the right words in political discussion, mm-hmm. how the enemies of liberty refer to deterring uh, people from growing marijuana, and and it's better to, to discuss how the uh, government is trying to intimidate the gardeners into giving up their right to grow marijuana. Okay? Intimidate is bad, and deter is good, even though they mean the same thing. Right. Well, I'd like to I just want to quickly bring up uh, another word game here at town hall when they talk about protecting residential property values. You hear the bureaucrats saying that this is one of these good things, one of these goals of the local government bureaucracy is protecting residential property values. And then uh, in the next session, they're talking about affordable housing, which also sounds wonderful, even though these two things are diametrically opposite from each other. One is to push house prices up, and the other is to push house prices down. So let's spend lots of money pushing house prices up, and then spend lots of money pushing house prices down (laughs) and make, okay, and diametrically opposite from each other. And uh, now to bring about the uh, free market and non-cooperation versus working within the system that you guys have been talking about, I need to point out that when the war between the states broke out, okay, the South was unable to win with ballots because they were outnumbered by the North. Okay, when the war broke out, the Southerners withdrew from the U.S. Congress, and they tried to defeat the federal government with bullets. Okay, they couldn't win with ballots, but they tried to win with bullets, and they couldn't win with bullets either. But if the Southerners had remained in the U.S. Congress... They could have voted against military conscription in the North. They could have voted against appropriations uh, for the, the war effort. And with a handful of peace Democrats from the North, 
could possibly have made the extra difference. I mean, if they had 40% of what they needed uh, from bullets and 11% of what they needed from ballots, and then adding the two together, ballots and bullets together, they might have had, uh, you know, the be able to get what they need, you know, the over the federal government. You know what I'm saying? And I so see where you're coming by, from. By you, by you, if you're in a war, the best place for some of your guys to be, if they're behind enemy lines, is in the enemy's Congress. Okay, so I'd say that ballots and bullets together is how uh, the South would, would they have allow? Won. Now, Tom, would they if there was a war again? Let's say, I mean, if there was this war between the states. Well, there wouldn't have been the war. Would what, wait, wait, wait what? because they would have voted against the war. There wouldn't have been a war. How do you know they would well, have had enough votes? Well, they they would have been able to uh, make a difference in some of these roll calls, but uh, but if the, the war did happen, hold on a second. If the war did happen, then wouldn't it be possible that they'd just simply be suspended? I mean, from their well, abilities to vote, uh, they withdrew, and it takes a two-thirds majority uh, in uh, either house to expel one of its own members. Okay, and in the House of Representatives, they would have uh, they're so outnumbered that they probably would have been expelled summarily in the senate so many of them withdrew mm -hmm. that the few i know of one uh from missouri i don't know the name but uh he was pro uh confederacy he, he was a supporter of the rebellion and he got expelled so yes that, that would happen uh during the war they would kick them out but they that requires two-thirds and if you've got uh you know just over one-third of the u.s senate then you can vote against uh, expelling each other and thereby uh, prevent that from working. But like, like I'm saying, the best place for uh, your men to be behind enemy lines is in the enemy's Congress. So, you know, that's, that's a, it's a salient point, Tom. It's probably one of the reasons why you're actually running for U.S. Congress this year. Is that right? I'm running for the United States Congress because I support liberty and think logically, which is why the overwhelming majority now, of Republicans will vote against me. Now, generally, uh, you know, I, I generally agree with a, with a, you know a lot of your viewpoints, uh, Tom. But I'm looking at a, a Nashua Telegraph article here about you, and there are certainly some things here that are not uh, in favor of liberty. Uh, what about this national sales tax you support? Well, keep in mind that's on uh, stuff sold by corporations, and corporations have already agreed to the tax code. They are so could I run, could government. I open a department store without uh, it being a government corporation and not charge tax? Oh, sure. Oh, okay, that's well, not too bad then. Tom, thanks for the call tonight. We appreciate yeah. it. 800-259-9231. Then again, he does think that bombing abortion clinics is okay. So I can't say I would agree with him on that. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. And if you like Free Talk Live, want to help support the show, then you can shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Uh, go to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com, start your shopping there, and anything you buy after entering through that link, Free Talk Live will get a percentage, over 41 categories to shop in, and a whole lot of items. I mean, a whole lot. Pretty much anything you might need to buy, they sell it, even used items. Free Talk Live gets a percentage if you enter through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. We, uh, our listeners bought almost $25,000 worth of product from Amazon in the month of June. Hmm. 
That's I a think, lot of money. Yeah, I was. I think it might have been part of that number. You, you you bought some stuff? It's either June or July. Cool. Very cool. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get the stuff you need and help Free Talk Live all at the same time. Mark, you were uh, telling me during the break that you had sent, or you're, you're writing up a letter to send to the uh, the council of the, the town in uh, New Hampshire you live in. Mm-hmm. And it is in regards to the lawsuit that you at one point had filed against them because of this, um, I guess, issue with the, the property taxes where they... The lien. And they, the, well, know, they, the, they never sent you the bill after you bought your land. They never sent you the property tax bill. And then all of a sudden they sent you this late notice saying they were going to lien your property if you didn't pay. And you said, well, wait a minute. It wasn't I even a late the- notice. Apparently it was the third late notice. Oh, okay. Um, you know. But. So you said, hey, well, wait a minute, you never sent me the bill in the first place, and so you use that as an excuse to, to file a lawsuit against them to get some questions answered about the nature of government and property right. and, and stuff like that. And uh, you've since withdrawn the lawsuit because yeah. they threatened you. Well, for one thing, I found out that apparently the court that I uh, filed in and the, you know, the Superior Court or something is something called an equity court. I don't know exactly everything about this stuff, but I would never have gotten a jury trial because they don't even do jury trials in those courts. You know, I well, mean, wait uh, a minute. I mean, the, the Constitution, well, their own what, laws say that it was it the Fifth or Sixth Amendment or something like that says like if it's twenty dollars or more, it's a jury trial. You don't right? think? Yeah, that's what their Constitution says. I mean, they do lots of things that the, the, their Constitution doesn't say. Right. And um, you don't think that their lawyers have set it up so that they they and they alone have a, have control over um, how these cases are, um, you know, popped out? Oh, certainly. I just it's interesting to bring their own rules up in front of them and say, yeah. you know, you guys aren't even following your own rules. Why should I follow them? Right. So you've well, actually they, what they would say to that is you needed to get a lawyer. Right. And because they want you to hire one of their buddies. Right. And I don't to, care to hire somebody from your union and be yeah. restricted uh, to the, you know, his his oaths to your union. But the the reason you pulled the lawsuit was because they told you that if you lost, you'd have to pay all the attorney's fees to the town's attorney. Now I don't even know if that was a true claim, but it was enough to scare you away this time around. So you've actually written up an, uh, a letter to the uh, the town bureaucrats, or yeah, the, I did, uh, or I, I the said, city councilors, or whatever the hell they are. Right, and, and I said I've recently withdrawn my lawsuit against the town, as I'm sure that you know. Uh, the lawyer did his job, and I'm I'm taking out people's names and okay. places and stuff here. Um, did his job sufficiently uh, and sufficiently scared me into submission. This is one of the things that governments do. They keep people scared. So I thought I'd send you a letter outlining exactly why you scare me. The first thing that I should do is which is why, by the way, before we go on, we talked about the issue of uh, market-based activism. It's exactly why people are too scared to get involved in market-based activism, even though it is very powerful. Right. uh, They're frightened to death of the possible consequences of just saying no to the state. Right. Well, I I just you know what? They're they're not just frightened of the consequences of saying no. They're frightened of raising your voice and stepping out of line. They're frightened of any of it. I sent um, you know the the copy to my wife for you know approval basically Mm -hmm. and. She's like, please don't send this. And, uh, you know, I talked in the morning to her exactly why. And and basically she doesn't she doesn't want whatever repercussions the the town might come after um, us for. You know, she's she's concerned that they might uh, find some violation or something. Yeah. Look, look for code violations. Look for any way to Mm, uh, give us problems. You know, take away our, uh, you know, the the property's tax uh, status because, uh, you know, you could take away the uh, there's current use here in um, New Hampshire and my my property qualifies for it. And she knows that. That, uh, you know, the town a legitimate would, concern. wouldn't be spending its money. Um, you know, it would be spending our money in yeah. order to fight us. So, Sorry, go ahead with your story. Yeah, she was, story she's there. concerned about these things. The first thing I should do is state that I believe that I own me. I'm the sole owner of me and that you don't own me, nor do any of the people of the town own me. I own my past, my present, and my future. 
self-ownership um, of my future manifests itself as liberty. I do what I want to do as long as I um, harm no one. Therefore, I control my future. It manifests itself in my present as my life. Dead people own nothing or don't own anything, excuse me. And self-ownership is manifested in the past by property. The things that I decided to do with me made what I own. And, you know, I got that little bit from, I don't know, the the little uh, online uh, video. I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head. but The Philosophy of Liberty? Yeah, Philosophy of Liberty. And it's I think it's very motivating. It's a great video. Yeah. So then I uh, define stealing. I sort of set it up so it looks like it's a de- definition. Stealing. To take the property of another without permission or right, especially secretly or by force or threat of force. The Nazis, and I'm not intending to say that you or the people of this town are Nazis. I use them as an example because most people know who they are and what they did. Mm-hmm. And it's true. That's, you know, they're a good example in that. So the Nazis murdered people. The Nuremberg trials convicted officers and enlisted men, leaders and followers alike. They proved that, one, just because something is legal doesn't make it right. Two, governments can, in fact, commit crimes. And three, I was just following orders is not a valid excuse. The town of Westmoreland um, oops, oops, <laughs> issues uh, annual threats of extortion <laughs> called tax bills. I never contracted nor gave my permission to pay for nor largely use the services the town um, uses for taxes. I do not consent to these. As I understand it, I, brought, I bought my property free and clear, but the town is treating me like a renter. If I don't pay my annual rent, out of my ear I go, along with my wife and baby. The town will claim that it gets this power from the, to, to tax from the state. The state will claim that it gets the power to tax from the people. Well, this is bull. I'm one of the people, and I don't give my um, permission. Right. I would never give consent to anybody to, to be able to steal my stuff from me if I didn't follow their rules that they arbitrarily come up with. Well, no a, lot of people do, a lot of people do just that. They do give their, their consent. In this town, um, you know, they, they, everything's voted on uh, democratically. Mm-hmm. And the, it, you know, so therefore the four or five or six or 700 people that show up for the town meeting, they decide what the taxes are, who's taxed, and why they're taxed. So they do in fact decide to steal money from each other now if you want to if you want to consent to it well that's your business right it's consensual but it's it's consensual theft from people who don't consent that's the problem okay so this is bull i'm one of the people and i don't give them my permission none of the other people have the right to take my property from me how then can they give that power to the state they can't both the state of new hampshire and the town are stealing from me and my family I use, uh, you know, this uh, state road in the normal course of my business, so I certainly should pay for that. But it's a state, but it's a state road, not a town road. I have used, uh, you know, a town road, South Village Road here, a few times to get to town hall, but that was town business. I've also used it to go to Brattleboro a few times. Um, that deserves some sort of compensation, but not the kind of money I pay in taxes. Pretty sure you're paying uh, for that in the gas taxes. I don't know that that's true. I mean, I, I don't think on town roads that's necessarily true. Hmm. The volunteer fire department might come in handy, but vigilance and some fire extinguishers are far better protection. There's nothing else I can use, um, nothing else I use. Most of the town's budget goes for the school. I promise I will never use your school. <laughs> I hear, however, it's quite good. I'm just morally opposed to, the gov- to government schools. Walmart doesn't send me a bill for toothpaste just because they have it available to me. <laughs> Home Depot doesn't charge me for ladders that I might use. Mm. How can the town justify robbing me to pay for a school I don't want? It's for the children. I want to pay for the things that I use. I might support uh, a philanthropic endeavor. No one has ever even asked me if I'm willing to chip in. 
The town has just defaulted to doing what governments do. You threatened me. You sent a letter saying that if I didn't pay your bill, you'd take my house away and put me and my family out on the street. You would take the property that I and I alone and uh, le- uh, that I and I alone own and leave me with nothing. The money that you took from me could have been put in a fund to pay for my four-month-old son's education. Instead, you made me pay for the education of other people's children, people that likely make more than I do. You took Jack's education money. Would you like to spit in his face and break his little fingers, too? Oh, harsh. I want to be clear. (laughs) Westmoreland frightens me far less than most governments do. That's why I moved here. The people are reasonable, the taxes are low, there's no cop, there's virtually no crime, and everyone I've met here is friendly. I love this town. Um, The place, but the town government, is still stealing. A little stealing is still stealing. Mm. I encourage you to use your position. threats are still threats. Yeah. I I encourage you to use your positions to protect me, my family, and the people of Westmoreland. Make people pay um, for what they use, encourage voluntary solutions, and don't use stolen that's tax in parentheses, uh, money. Ask people to pitch in and refuse to threaten people. Are you expecting a response? Well, at this point, I'm not even expecting to send it until I can get, uh, you know, you, you uh, get the wife right, to agree. Right. I mean, this is this is the draft. This is the letter for me, right? <laughs> this is the one I wrote to make me feel good. It does. And, it makes me feel good listening yeah, to yeah, it. It's, it's good. It's, it's fun great. to read. Maybe if, if she doesn't let you do that, maybe she should just post it to the BBS and other people can take it and send it to their governments. All right. More coming up or modify it as necessary. Hour sure. three on the way. This is Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching here in hour number three of the program, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Let's get right into your calls. Adam is listening in Ohio to WAIS. Hello, Adam. Adam, going once. Adam in Ohio, going twice. Hello? hello, Adam. Yo, hello. You're on the air. What's on your mind? Oh, man, I just uh, just heard your show here for the first time. Usually don't listen in the evenings. Um, it's pretty cool. I heard you all talking about the Free State Project. Yes, sir. Um, that was the first time I ever heard about that was at this uh, revolution rally with Ron Paul and all these people in D.C. a few weeks ago. Ah, excellent, excellent. They said they I, did a lot of outreach there and passed out a lot of flyers, so I'm glad it got oh, in your yeah, hands. Man. I mean, probably every 15 minutes someone was like, move to New Hampshire. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. It was pretty cool. They got center stage for a little bit. That was the first I'd ever heard of it. But Well, I, I know they're I, going back out to, uh, I guess, the Ron Paul convention that's going on across from the Republican yeah. convention. They're going to be hitting that with a bunch of flyers and, and outreach. So, uh, of course, just for our listeners that are just tuning in that maybe also have never heard of the Free State Project, it's a movement that's encouraging 20,000 liberty-loving people to move to New Hampshire and get active for liberty in our lifetime. Uh, so it's a wonderful, brilliant idea. That's why Mark and myself joined 
and we are early movers. We have already moved to New Hampshire. And, you know, if you love liberty and you want to do something about it, this is the place to be. Go ahead with your thoughts. Yeah, well, uh, you know, several things on the mind always. But uh, I'll tell you one thing I wanted to ask you all about. I saw in the USA Today several days ago this uh, full-page ad. It was about these new coins, these presidential coins or whatever. And um, The curious thing about it to me was, you know, it said on it that it was legal tender and all that in the picture, but it said that it was coming from the World Reserve. Hmm. And I'd never heard of the World Reserve. I mean, I'm quite familiar with, like, the Federal Reserve and central banking and things like that. Yeah. But I was not familiar with the, they said the World Reserve Monetary Exchange. And it was interesting because I get into debates with people sometime about the, the nature of central banking and people say, oh, that must not be right. It, it's part of the government and, uh, you know, all that. Right. They, 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 and, they, they, they don't never even question it for themselves. Right. But right there in big bold letters, it's like a disclaimer. It says this, uh, private, uh, world monetary exchange is not affiliated with any government agency whatsoever. So it's like a, a disclaimer on the thing, and I'm showing it saying, all right, here you go, in big, bold letters. You know, it's saying it. But but anyway, the curious thing about yeah, it Yeah, because they can't make legal the tender. Reserve. You're right. I mean, well, that's, if they're I'm familiar a... with the 1913 Act and all that, and I, I don't agree with it, obviously, but I'm just saying even if you accept that at its face, what's up with this world reserve? So it actually you says I mean? legal tender. It actually says legal tender on it. In the picture, they're selling these coins in what uh, they're selling, and it's like a special deal or whatever. And and it, it looks like a bar of gold, right? But it's not. Um, but on the bar of gold, it says never circulated. You know these okay. these new coins, and it says U.S. legal tender under. Yep. You know? Okay, I'm on their website right now. And uh, something's up with your cell phone. I want to thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. And call us again sometime. We we certainly uh, would absolutely be happy to talk to you again uh, with a better connection. But I'm looking at this World Reserve Monetary Exchange website here, and it does seem to be uh, some sort of private organization selling uh, gold and silver. And they are minted at the mints, at the U.S. Uh, government's minting facilities. And so there's some sort of they've got some sort of deal with the mints to sell stuff for them i guess right and i i, I can uh, totally understand why a uh, you know uh, some organization would want to be as tied you know that sells uh, coins or things that look like coins um they'd want to be tied in as closely as they possibly could with the government it mm-hmm. just adds legitimacy to their uh, coins uh, you know or, or whatever they are pieces whatever they are so there you go. So it's not a federal government, uh, explicitly a federal organization, but they're tied in, so close enough for me. I won't be buying anything from them. 800-259-9231. Thanks for bringing that to our attention, Adam. Let's talk to Jimmy in Michigan. You are on Free Talk Live. Hello, Jimmy. Hey, how's it going, guys? What's on Good. your mind? Oh, uh, well, uh, you know, uh, everybody's talking about how you got to get independence and this and that, and you don't. What you got to do is you've got to play their system. What do you mean by you that? have to. Well, what I mean by that is uh, Sharon Rainier, a good friend of mine, is running for United States Congress. She's running as a Democrat. Okay. She's using the system to get elected. She's really a libertarian. She's really a, a free thinker like you and I. Okay. And, uh, and, and she's using that. To get as a venue to get elected, and that's what we got to do because you can't 
you, you just can't get elected as an independent. You can't get elected as a well, libertarian. Well, sure. If, if what you're trying to do is get elected, then that's not right. a bad Ron idea. Ron Paul is doing the same thing. Ron yeah. Paul is, is a and libertarian. And, and, well, has, has he failed? He failed. I mean, he did, failed. You see, did you see the Associated Press article today? No. It what's was that? in the newspaper. Ron Paul's president? Excellent. <laughs> no, 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 no. Ron Paul's not president, but, but, but uh, he's making trouble for John McCain because the western states are all for him. Right. Like uh, New Mexico, Nevada, Nevada, and all these other places. And, and he's making trouble, and that's a big deal. To be able to make trouble for them people... I, I think a, it's unfair to say that Ron Paul failed. I mean, Ron Paul has made it as high as, as, high as the U.S. Congress, and that's good. Oh, and absolutely. I think that, and his, uh, his campaign brought uh, the, you know, the ideas of liberty to a lot of people, got a lot of people wound up. That much is true. I only was suggesting he failed at actually getting the nomination for the At this point, that's, that's so, unless something some weird um, surprise comes along. But that said, I mean, right. your, your strategy uh, is... It's, we're seeing some... The political people here in New Hampshire are seeing some success with that particular and, strategy. And, and where we're they... having a great success. She is probably going to win uh, on August 5th in our primary. Hey, you know, if and you want to play the... Deal. As far as playing the political game is concerned, if they want to in- infiltrate the Libertarian Party, then there's nothing wrong with infiltrating the Democrats and the Republicans and running as a, uh, you know, an undercover right. candidate, so, uh, so to speak. And and, and, and as I said, the uh, New Hampshire political guys have had some success with that. There's a free stater, for instance, who ran as a Democrat, and he got elected in uh, the 2006 elections. A number of awesome. more, uh, other free staters will be doing it here. So that's why I say that the, you know, the political guys here in New Hampshire actually have a shot at, at making some difference. And I want to thank you for the call here tonight. Thank you, sir. 800-259-9231. As we go on to Dan, listening in Maine. Dan, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Dan in Maine, going once. Dan? Hey, how are you guys? Hey, what's on your mind? Not much. Um, I just wanted to let you guys know how much I appreciate the show. Um, as of a year ago, I was pretty much, you know, very socialistic in my views and thought, the government could do no evil, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, after getting into the show, um, just basically after every episode and every every, epi- every other episode, um, became more and more free market, um, anarcho-capitalist, and uh, just totally inspired me, you know. Thank you for that. I, I appreciate that, and I'm glad to hear it. It's always nice to hear from people that, you know, this show has made a difference uh, in their lives. It's kind of funny. When you're in this business, the talk radio industry, if you read the the, uh, the talk radio publications and you go to the conventions, there's this overarching theme that you hear about the world of talk radio as far as its influence over uh, over things in uh, in the world around us. And they always say that, well, you know, don't get into talk radio if what you want to do is, uh, for instance, influence an election. You know, you can't, you know, you can't have any sway over stuff like that. And I may actually agree with them on that particular statement. But the kind of the general idea that they're promoting is that you as a talk show host cannot influence people uh, as far as their belief system is concerned. And 
I totally disagree with that. Maybe they just mean elections, but I kind of get the feeling like don't get in to think that don't get into talk radio thinking you're going to significantly change anything in general. And uh, clearly that's wrong when it comes to this show, because we've had so many people call us. Some come from the socialist side, some come, you know, from the fascist uh, side. And they they've told us these wonderful stories about how we've made a difference for them. And I think that's great. And it's not us. We're just the guys out spouting off uh, a message that we borrowed from um, many great people that came before us. Right. It's an easy message, too. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to pull it off. Oh, hell no. <laughs> Just a couple buffoons from Florida, uh, you know, managing to uh, to pull this off. And so I'm glad that worked for you. And if you had another comment, hang on. We will bring you back uh, something else to talk about besides lavishing us with praise. More coming up. Cool. You take control. It is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free, and they include the bulletin board system, wherein you can get interactive with a lot of our listeners. You can read over 375,000 posts and enjoy. And some of it's... Eh, well, it's for adults, <laughs> but you will have a good time. Lots of fun stuff, serious issues as well, all being discussed over at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. If you're remodeling your kitchen or your bathroom, you're going to need knobs, you're going to need poles, faucets, sinks, towel racks, all those things, you can get them at innerknobs.com. I, I, I use them, and uh, I couldn't have had a more pleasurable experience. Um, if you go to innerknobs.com, that's I-N-T-E-R-K-N-O-B-S, you can save 10% on your order by using code FTL at checkout. It's innerknobs.com. You get friendly service and wholesale prices for knobs, pulls, and a lot more. Surprisingly, a lot more. Innerknobs.com. 1-800-259-9231. Let's go back to Dan in Maine, who had called to tell us that we, uh, we helped make a difference in his life when he discovered Free Talk Live. Uh, he had a socialistic viewpoint and started, I guess, questioning your belief system. Uh, Dan, was there any sort of particular moment or issue that uh, kind of flipped the switch for you in the other direction, or is it just kind of cumulative over time, nothing you can point to? I think it was about the same time that I was listening to Free Talk Live, and uh, you guys started to talk more and more about the Ron Paul campaign, and I got about as involved involved in that as I could, handing out business cards and whatnot like that. Hmm. Um, that just really set, set me off and towards you know liberty and uh, pursuing it. You know. Yeah. So you would say the Ron Paul campaign also played a, a role for you? Yeah, I wouldn't have known about the Ron Paul campaign had it not been been for Free Talk Live though. So I see you're there in uh, Maine. you have any plans to uh, move a little west? Actually, yeah. Um, I, I'm, if uh, I'm currently not able to move to New Hampshire due to like financial restrictions, I'm still able to go sign up at the Free State Project. Is that correct? Oh, absolutely. Correct. And the, the Free okay. State Project is a long-term project. I mean, I, yeah. I wish it would be done and over with the end of this year, but you know, reality says that's probably not going to be yeah. the case. The Free State Project, for those that don't know, is a movement of 20,000 liberty lovers moving to New Hampshire in order to get active for liberty in our lifetime. But the time frame uh, for that to happen is, first... The project has to reach 20,000 members. It just crossed the 8,500 threshold, I think, a few days ago. 
So we're not even halfway there yet. Uh, yeah. We're over a third of the way, but not quite halfway there. And so it's going to take a little while to get to 20,000. Of course, it's up for debate how long that's going to take. Some people are suggesting, you know, it, we could have a the signups could shoot up at some point after, uh, you know, pen, people start to find out about the project more. Yeah, Mark, you Mark has a plan to uh, to get the the job done in a relatively short amount of time if he can get his hands on a, a list of uh, Liberty people trying to, to call them. So there are different plans and ideas out there. But either way, it's going to take probably another year or so at least. I, I mean, that's 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 being really optimistic. Some would say, you know, five, ten years. Uh, and then once 20,000 is reached, then there's going to be a five-year window in which those people, those 20,000 people, have to move to New Hampshire. So it's a long, drawn-out project. But all of that said, if you have the ability to move sooner, you absolutely should. The activism that's going on here in New Hampshire is unprecedented. It's not happening anywhere else in uh, in the world, to my knowledge. And we really are getting the best of the best, cream of the crop activists here. And they are getting active in ways that I have never seen happen in my entire activist uh, career. So it's really just stunning uh, what is going on here in New Hampshire. And, and the more you hear about it, the more excited you're going to get and the more you're going to want to be here. I mean, we're, we're going to have a, a thousand free staters in state by the end of this year because of the first 1,000 pledge. So that's a pretty big step right there. And that's the ones yep. that have signed up, or, you know, actually uh, report themselves right. in. I, sus- I suspect we have more than 1,000 here currently. Dan, any other thoughts for us tonight while well, we've got you? Um, I, have, I have one more question. Um, I'm in college and uh, just doing online courses, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of financially strapped. I'm wondering, would it be against principle to um, use, like, the – the financial aid or um, the federal loans that um, are, you know, they're subsidized and they have lower rates. For college students? Um, yeah, for college students. Yeah, this is this is one of those things that I I, I com- almost completely overlook. I I'm of the opinion that uh, you know it's it's impossible to get a college education without taking these loans, as far as I can tell. Um, you know, and I I I say you pretty much have to. Well, I mean, yeah. as you touched on earlier, Mark, the entire banking industry is inherently federal. So whether you're getting you know the loan from a bank down the street or the yeah. school or wherever whoever it is that's providing that loan that money's coming from the federal government it's inherently tied to the system so if you're getting a, a discounted rate i don't really see that as being anything that's significantly different from just going down to the bank or going to the school and getting it through them or whatever uh, other means there are out there and you know you could always uh, point out to, that you've been working uh, for x amount of years you've paid into the system so this is just you recouping and you certainly will pay into it uh, as time goes by yeah so you know and, and it's a loan you're paying it back uh, that's a little more principle than just taking money, which that's what I did. I mean, it certainly was I wasn't as uh, informed as I am today when I was going to college. I got the uh, you know the Florida Bright Futures Scholarship or whatever, and they paid for uh, you know my community college. So yeah. I'm I'm guilty of it as well. Uh, taking the, uh, the the thirty pieces of silver, and especially the loans. Uh, you know, I mean, they make this magic money, and then they give the banks the ability to, uh, you know, get, get it at whatever rates they feel like, and and they give such advantages to banks. They they keep competition out of uh, you know free market competition in the banks. You have to sign up to the Federal Reserve and be one of their franchise banks. Uh, you know, so I mean, when they're when they're playing with their magic money, I, I don't get too um, you know upset if you you take some loan at. 2.3% or whatever. Hope that answers your question, Dan, and thank you for the call tonight. Yep. We appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231 as we continue here and talk to Mac listening in Montana to KGEZ. Hello, Mac. 
How you guys doing tonight? Hey, great. What's on your mind? I hope I'm not bothering you guys too much, but every now and then you guys get me going here up there. <laughs> it's, and, uh, it's never a bother hearing from people that uh, care enough to pick up their phone. Go ahead, sir. Well, you know, I was going to talk about Ron Paul, and I was going to say, you know, you know, Ron Paul won New Hampshire. You know, y- you all know it. Uh, I'm sure you do. I, I, but I don't know. As he, he long didn't. as there's no trail, on, there's no paper trail, paper trail on the uh, vote count, then who, like Stalin said, it doesn't matter who votes. It only matters who counts the votes. That much is true, and it's a good point. Uh, you're absolutely right. Ron Paul did not win by the official vote tally, but they they did uncover evidence, some real damning evidence, that the voting uh, could very easily have been tampered with, and there was evidence that there had been tampering going on. The uh, I mean, it was like here in Montana. You know, I mean, Ron Paul had that thing sewed up. But every time you stuck, I was there at the one voting booth, and every time you you could tell everybody, you know, went in there and voted for Ron Paul because the damn machine, when you put the paper in, it almost uh, was like a washing machine out of balance. It would just walk across the floor trying to uh, get the... uh uh, you know, reprogram that thing and uh, come out the other side. I'm not sure what. No I'm not sure what that evidence is or or how damning it is, but certainly uh, there's been a lot of evidence of voting fraud. And as you say, those who control the uh, those who control the money and the votes are going to be in charge, and they are. And we can only just sit here and look and point it out. And if they change their process, then great. But more coming up. Thanks for the call, man. This is Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You bring up anything. The toll-free number for you is 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site are free, and those features include the live streams, broadband, and dial-up versions, both free at freetalklive.com. It is the cure for naked, jumptees.com. Get funny, sexy, clever t-shirts at jumptees.com. Now, that's J-U-M-P-T-E-E-S dot com. Don't go through life naked. Get jumped at jumptees.com. Pants not included. Jumptees.com is not responsible for customers not wearing pants. As we continue with your phone calls about what you want, and uh, maybe we'll get a chance to talk about the SWAT team that was honored for raiding the wrong home uh, but first, we go to Rick in Colorado. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Rick. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, uh, lots, lots of things. Um, I'm, I'm, am I uh, on? Can you? You hear are me? on the air. Okay, my phone's. Uh, I'm on a cordless. It's kind of running out. So, um, what? Uh, what if a person can't pay their credit card debt? What are the uh, ramifications there? Well, uh, currently, or uh, in Ian's magic world of no government. Okay. Um, if you, basically what happens is the credit card company gets louder and louder, uh, demanding money. But uh, I don't. I, I, they rarely come after you, as far as uh, from from a legal standpoint, for, on unsecured credit, just because it's uh, so unsuccessful. But you know, it's certainly going to uh, ruin your credit. Okay. Yeah. Because I pretty much was free until I started using these credit cards, and now I'm on the treadmill. Yeah. How much? How much debt do you have? 
About seventy five hundred. Seventy five hundred. I think that's about the average uh, as far uh-huh. as what, yeah. what Seven, people have. I wouldn't shoot my credit down over seventy five hundred bucks personally. Um, you talking just, about bankruptcy? Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do bankruptcy. I wouldn't do one of these. Uh, you know, I, I don't think that I would be ready to do one of these. Yeah, uh, that's kind of my position too. I was just kind of. Sometimes it gets to the point where. Uh, you know, interest gets so high and then you can't pay it. Sure. I, I What I would do is I'd call them and look, look, um, you know, either I'm going to have to go with, uh, you know, bankruptcy. I'm going to have to go with one of these credit, uh, you know, companies or something like okay. that. Unless you can help me. I agree me. with you. Uh, let's skip to one, a different subject, okay? okay? Okay, sure. Okay. How about the District of Columbia? Now, is that in America or is that a uh, uh, a different country? It's a federal zone. I mean, the entire thing is is federal. The uh, the representatives, so called, are actually basically the uh, the people that are in charge of what laws apply to D.C. So it's not really um, in any of the fifty states. So it's its own little area. I don't know okay. If so is there any way to isolate them and say, hey? You got to stay in your little area, and we stay in our little area. <laughs> well, that would be nice. I, I think the best way to do that would be to say, you know, for instance, if you uh, had enough people in your area that wanted to reject the federal government, then you could. I mean, if you, from the political side of things, Mark, here's something where politics could actually be useful in that you could fight governments against governments. So if you had your people in a local government and the feds wanted to come in and, like, you know, raid a medical marijuana dispensary like they do out in California, you could send your cops out to your local cops to go and actually defend your citizens against the federal government. I mean, in theory, that's doable. Would anybody actually do it? Well, that no. remains to be seen. But it's a good idea. As far as locking them in D.C., that would be a little bit more difficult. But keeping them out of your area, that's a possibility. Thank you for the call yeah. tonight, Rick. We appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231 as we go to Jack in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Jack. Hey there. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, uh, the previous caller uh, tweaked my interest intensely here. The, di- the District of Columbia... Uh, known as the United States Corporation, uh, was actually bankrupted by FDR by executive order. I have a copy of that in 1933, April. Mm-hmm. I and heard this. The United States Corporation, when old Ben Franklin told some woman, a republic, if you can keep it, he failed to explain the import of the statement, which is <clears throat> the... Bar, the Bar Esquire attorney uh, promulgated statutory legal system is all predicated upon the bankruptcy of 1933, and they have uh, summarily placed everyone without their informed consent authorization, which is a violation of corporate trust law principles, full disclosure, and good faith. <clears throat> Uh, under commercial law, you'll see the name in all capitals. The guy called in about credit card debt. Well, it turns out, fellas, there is no valid uh, consumer debt obligation unless it's a private contract uh, where we actually have a, a 
a valid meeting of the minds. I, I think it's an interesting per- perspective what you're saying there about you know the uh, the issue of credit card debt and whether or not it is real. Uh, certainly, what you're saying is based on fact. I mean, the the fact is the monetary system in the United States is all a big scam. Uh, it's fiat currency. It's money printed from thin air, and that's what they're lending. They're lending fake play money, but everybody believes it's real. And there are these people out there that uh, they they operate this process that they call redemption, which it seems to me is a very very dangerous process. And I don't know if you're one of them, but uh, the idea there is that because the monetary system is bunkum, you can you know write some magic words on uh, you know accepted for value or something like that on the con the uh, the bill or something. There's some you can, there are places you you write these magic words and then supposedly these credit card companies will just wipe the debt off the books. But it's always promoted by these you know patriot uh, as as Mark Stevens would call them P-A-Y-T-R-I-O-T, patriot people <laughs> that want to charge a bunch of uh, money to teach people how to do it. And then, of course, inevitably, when these people try to get out of their, uh, the, the debt that they've gotten into, all that really does is just bring attention to them because they are – I mean, it just uh, – it, it just doesn't work, and you know you did say you you did understand that when you buy things with a credit card, you were going to have to pay it back. And the, these people that believe in redemption seem to think that you can just go and get a bunch of credit cards, charge them up, and then you know write it all off and make it all disappear. Plus, it, it seems wrong to me. Yeah, it seems it, it is wrong because those companies are providing you with products and services, and they you know they're not getting uh, they're they're not getting compensated for that. Well, what is tell me what is this? I'm not into this. You you call it redemption? Yeah. Okay. Okay, I'm, uh, that's the first I've heard. What, see, I had a friend who had a subscription to a South, South Carolina-based uh, um, uh, organization called The Aware Group. So The Aware Group uh, published, you know, I guess monthly newsletters. I got a 13th anniversary issue is what it is, and they explain intimately that, that process, the loan ag- if, if anybody in the audience, including you guys, if you have a checking account, mm-hmm. okay, look at the uh, signature line because, uh, you know, variously we've heard sign on the dotted line. So I kept looking, where is this mysterious, evasive dotted line? So I, I took a magnifying glass just on a whim, and I scoped the signature line, and mm-hmm. there it is, abracadabra, miniature dot matrix, authorized signature. <clears throat> now, Yep. Why would they disguise authorized signature there on the on the signature line? You are absolutely telling the truth. Uh, the signature line, what appears to be an actual solid line on your check, is actually microprinting. It's true. What's microprinting mean? Microprinting, meaning you can't actually read it easily with your eyes. You actually have to get, as he's saying, a magnifying glass, or if you've got really good vision, hold it really close, and you may be able to actually see uh, this. X-ray vision. But what are you getting at there? Go ahead and okay, explain well, that. Here's, here's the bottom line. Uh, I'll have to call you back when, I, when I've got the actual report in my hand so okay. I can recite uh, specifically from the United States Code, Federal Reserve Banking Regulation. Uh, that'll be riveting. Please, please, please don't, don't do cite that. code on this show. It'll put me to sleep, and I'll have to, you know, you know, get rid of your call. Okay, I, I, no, but in essence, what it says is that the the, the Federal Reserve Banking regs pr- prohibit uh, institutions from loaning from their own assets. So what they do when you sign on the dotted line, what you're actually authorizing is the creation and use of non-legal tender currency, which checks, credit cards, bank drafts, lines of credit, those are all non-legal tender 
currency. Okay, and they are prohibited. When Alan Greenspan was interviewed by Leslie Stahl, was it a year ago? Well, legal uh, tender. I, I'm I'm, cu- I'm confused. I've got questions. Hang on. I want to bring you back for this. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. And if you like Free Talk Live and want to help support the show, uh, you can go and shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. You can also become a Free Talk Live amplifier at amp.freetalklive.com. And there are a number of other things you can do to help us out. You can go and vote for the show. Now, voting happens once a month, and uh, it happens for you once a month, but it goes on all month long, uh, where you can go to vote.freetalklive.com and cast your vote for Free Talk Live. Now, Mark, you told me earlier today that the second place show was closing the gap on us and may actually have surpassed us it it it, it was very very close uh, earlier this afternoon and i uh I, I don't know what i'm going to see when i uh, pull this up here we are in second place oh so behind by six votes so we what we really need we've got four hours to two hours come back oh it's, it's i think it's pacific well i know it's at least till midnight and i think it's probably central or pacific time so maybe four to six hours to wrap this up but Soon, we need people to go and vote. It's not six hours until um, midnight in um, Central Time. Oh, you're right about that. I'm Five. doing my math wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah, we need six. We need, we need ten votes uh, here right quick. Otherwise, we're going to end up in second place this month. And that doesn't, that's not, you know, it's not where I want to be when I uh, am talking to potential advertisers. It, no, it could I make am Mark selling, cry. I am selling advertisements that are solely podcast oriented, and it just looks so much better to be in first place than second. So, you know, if if you're listening right now, go out, get some friends, yeah. whatever. Um, you know, go online, IM people, get some people to vote for this, please. Head over to vote.freetalklive.com, and even if you do it tomorrow, it'll still help us in next month's voting. And of course, we'll remind you tomorrow as well. Let's go back to your phone calls. Jack is on the line in Michigan, and you're telling us, Jack, about the uh, the monetary, your view, or, or at least one organization's view on the monetary system, uh, talking about how checks, actually there's a, a microprinting line of the signature is actually microprint, which isn't really a secret, it's just interesting. It actually says on the back of my checks that, you know, where that MP logo is, it is a microprint line. And, yes, you can hold up a a magnifying glass to it and and see what it says. And you say that it says something like authorized signature. Is that right? Yeah, miniature.matrix, I call it. Now, what what was it that you were trying to get at there? We were, you know, rushed out into the next, that last break. Okay, so since Congress and president, every president since 1913, which committed constitutional uh, violations uh, by allowing a foreign private de facto corporation, FedRes, to uh, uh, subjugate the entire country via the monetary system. Right, the Federal Reserve. Mm -hmm. And since it's not backed by gold and silver, what is? What is backing it? No, not a damn thing. So what they do... Uh, is they come along and say, and it used to be, I, I forget what year it changed, but it used to say on the Federal Reserve notes that this is uh, legal tender and redeemable for equal 
value of silver dollars. It's true. There used to be silver certificates, and uh, that was around the 30s when that started going out. I think it was 1934, was uh, somewhere around there. Yeah, and 33 was the year FDR, by executive order, declared bankruptcy. Uh, Coincidence? Hmm. Yeah. So what happens is the the authorized signature, uh, and and remember, whenever one applies for whatever loan it is, you first make out an application, then then that has to be approved. Then they bring you a promissory note, or maybe a deed or trust, deed of trust or mortgage, and then you sign that. Of course, well those once you sign there, and I'm pretty sure it's the same thing, a dotted line situation. Uh, your signature on that note makes it a negotiable instrument. And that means as a negotiable instrument, it can be the same as legal tender cash currency. And the only legal tender cash currency uh, that's been approved officially is Federal Reserve promissory notes. So what I'm getting at here is people think the, the banks or whatever are loaning money. Well, number one, it's not money. It's currency. Number two... When you apply for it because of this process, the actual contracting borrowing party uh, is creating the funds that are then uh, presumed to be loaned, uh, and then the bank engages in extortion when they uh, defraud uh, their client customer of principal and interest because that client customer uh, created the funds. And their bookkeeping records actually prove that because the bank takes that negotiable instrument promissory note and they deposit it as though it was a cash deposit and then to make their uh, books balance they create an offsetting credit entry of uh, exactly it's it's all amount. funny money i mean the whole the whole process and what you're talking about here and it's 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 very confusing i have a, a very basic grasp on what it is that that you're discussing but you're kind of discussing the internal workings of how the banks uh work with the federal reserve in order to create money from thin air uh you're you're pointing out that not only can the federal reserve create money from thin air but it is also authorized a process that involves you, you know you signing on this line or whatever that uh, that that essentially authorizes the banks, uh, the end level banks from cre- uh, for uh, authorizes them to create money from right. Thinner. And I haven't been able to get this, uh, you know, like I haven't been able to verify this in my own life and my own research. Where did you get the info from? What, you said some organization. Yeah, in fact, what recently, was it uh, Because of my being a night owl, I heard starting a year ago. KDKA Radio out of Pittsburgh, a 50,000 water, interviewed some guy by the name of uh, Bob Plimpton. And I guess he had a relative, George Plimpton, who was some sort of a political activist author back in the 60s. And so I went to the bookstore, and I found uh, the book that he wrote, You Were Born Free, Now You Can Live Free. And he explains, he's got, uh, it's, it's called The Ten Modern Myths That Shackle Us Without Lawful Basis. You know what you should do? I'm curious as to what those ten myths are. Maybe you could uh, email the show at ftl at freetalklive.com and pass those on, or maybe call back uh, periodically and share some of those myths, because yeah, I'm quite curious to. about it, because we're out of time for tonight, and I thank you for your call. You're it's welcome. an interesting discussion. Hard to wrap your head around it, but maybe if we can you know, look at it uh, again further in the future, we can start to really understand what it exactly is that, uh, that he was getting at. Because, I, like I said, I've got a very basic grasp on the, the idea of what they're talking about, but not much, not much more than that. 
Fascinating, though. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if I can verify it. It seems to me that uh, the Federal Reserve makes the money, um, you know, introduces new money into the system via, um, you know, you know they, they have their little treasury bonds or treasury bills or whatever they are, and they sell those. Um, but and we know the bank can create money from thin air because of fractional reserve. They get money in and then therefore have more money, yeah. No, no, no. They get money in, and they can create. They can create up to X amount. Sure, but then why do they have to get you to sign a check? I don't know. That's part I don't really quite understand. Yeah. Let's go to the amp line and talk to Mark in New York. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Mark. Hello. How are you guys doing? Hey, what's on your mind, dude? Um. Well, I just wanted to call and uh, sort of uh, give kudos to Sam, or I don't know, just uh, make sure he knows that people out there appreciate him. Sam from Texas. Sam from the Obscured uh, Truth Network at ObscuredTruth.com. Doing great work. That's that's the one. Um, I recently, uh, in the past week, I have got a speeding ticket, uh, Mm. which was my first one. I am one of those foolish people who owns a car in New York City. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't drive it much, but I was taking my roommate to the airport. But uh, anyway, so I got my first speeding ticket, and naturally I was, you know, upset and, you know, just just distraught. And, uh, you know, so you go through that whole realm of emotions, then you start deciding what you're going to do. And uh, I think, you know, before I had heard from Sam, you know, I probably would have opted for that, you know, just pay it uh, because it's just not in New York City, especially it's just not worth the yeah. effort, you know, to do anything about it. Uh, you're not uh, going to reform think, the system there, yeah. that's for sure. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, I've, I've gotten many parking tickets and, you know, and the, the deal with those is you just plea them down. You can get them reduced just by, you know, writing a letter, you know, things so. You know, but with a parking ticket, you, your option is to go to court, and you know, you know what you're facing there. But, with a speeding ticket, um, right? With a speeding ticket, right? Uh, which is a you know a, a criminal offense, essentially. Um, so, <laughs> uh, I just found myself, you know, in a sort of moral dilemma, uh, not knowing what to do, and uh, you know, I went online and started. And the ticket itself lists a you know, it says you're in violation of this random number they write in, and I was, you know. I, my first thought was, well, I'll fight this, you know, the old-fashioned way and look up the law and see the loopholes and mm. get the cop on the stand. You've and, got you know, 30 seconds, Mark. Okay. Well, anyway, my main point was that um, all of this whittled down to the fact that it's com- I decided it was completely useless. I might still fight the ticket, but uh, it finally persuaded me to uh, sign up for the Free State Project. Wow. Because, uh, Con- congratulations. So Sam's Thanks. outreach, Sam's videos have uh, persuaded you to sign up for the Free State Project. I think that's excellent, and I thank you for the call tonight. It has been Ian here with you. And Mark. We will return tomorrow night for the live Saturday edition. Join us then, and we'll talk about the bad cops at that time. See you tomorrow night. You ever have one of those days where everything goes right? First, I get the best parking space at work. Tonight, I have a date with a very lovely Rachel. And today, I gave a killer presentation in Sydney, finalized a contract in London, and demoed our new product in Boston. Online, from my desk, with WebEx. WebEx lets me take meetings and give presentations from my desk. I just talk to clients on the phone, and they watch what's happening on my desktop from their desktop. So I can travel the world and still be here for my date tonight with Rachel. Travel less, meet online. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code 600 to get a free trial and a free webcam, too. Remember that code?
code 600 to qualify for the free webcam. WebEx, now part of Cisco and used by more than 5.5 million people every month. Give it a try, free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600. W-E-B-E-X.com. Free webcams available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details.